Fox fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. And we have a, uh, well, I guess an interesting show this week, uh, Eddie. We've got a, a lot of hot topics to discuss, some controversies going on uh, out there regarding the Ducks and uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. So we'll talk about the games, obviously, as we normally do. We've got a lot of fan questions to get to as well. Um, injury stuff, of course, that's <laughs> a daily life for you if you're a Ducks fan. And we'll cover those as well. So looking at this last week... Um, we had five games basically that we had previewed on the last podcast and we had hoped that the Ducks would win three out of these five games. Um, they ended up getting five points out of 10, which wasn't too bad. And they, they started off the week. Okay. Uh, and then from there it kind of went downhill, but, um, they started last week, uh, playing Florida. Uh, as you remember, that was the, uh, the hockey hall of fame night. They had Tamu there. They had Korea there. They came out, did some Q and a before the game. They had a little, uh, video montage, Everything was, you know, of course, fantastic for that. And, of course, the Ducks, uh, you know, they pulled this one out. Uh, they won this game 3-2, uh, to two, Eddie, uh, against Florida, a team, you know, that had haunted the Ducks before, that had, you know, dropped eight on them earlier in the season. But, um, you know, the Ducks did give up a lot of shots. They gave up 52 in this game, which we all know has, has been a problem for the Ducks. But, you know, Eddie, they were able to pull this one out by a one-goal margin, and they did it on the Hall of Fame night. Yeah, and <laughs> again, I don't know how many times we've said it this season, they did it on the back of, of John Gibson because, I mean, without him in this game, there's no way the Ducks deserve to win this game. Uh, I mean, this is, this is what, his second performance this season where he's had to make 50 saves. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, he's been unbelievable. And it, it's a shame that the Ducks continue to allow 50, you know, over 40 shots at, at least almost every game, it, it feels like at least. And... You know they they were able to scrape over a win in this one and and it actually had continued a, a pretty good run after they got a win against Boston as well and things were starting to look up for the Ducks and you know it was it was a good game you know the the top line performed well Raquel had a goal Perry had two assists uh, Montu and Manson chipped in for the other two goals and you know it, it was a solid effort to to hang on but you know it it really comes down to to how well John Gibson played in this game. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of been the theme the last couple of weeks. You know, the Ducks are ranked basically last in the league in giving up uh, goals against. They're, they're right around uh, 37 goals against per game. And uh, like you said, it's been, you know, a difficult subject for them. Um, they've had to rely on uh, Gibson and then Miller. Uh, of course, the Ducks didn't even have Miller in the beginning of this week. He was out for a little while. Uh, but they ended up pulling this one out. Um, you know, they got two more points. Uh, like we said, we, we weren't sure if they'd win this one or not, uh, given how they played against Florida recently, but they were able to do it. Uh, I think one of the other uh, kind of the stories was more, I guess, before the game, Eddie, was, um, you know, when they had Korea and Solani out there, the owners came out, and uh, Henry Samueli talked about uh, the Tamu banner, you know, being lonely up there. And, you know, he said he wasn't going to make any promises, but he's talking about Korea and basically hinting that he was going to be up there. But I have to tell you, being there, a lot of people were really upset because uh, a lot of people stood up because they thought 
you know, something was going to happen. They thought maybe there would be a banner going up for Korea, and it didn't happen that night, Eddie. And uh, a lot of people weren't happy with uh, the Henry Samuelian and, and the way he, you know, kind of alluded to it uh, prior to the game. Yeah, I mean, I think if he had it opened with, um, I'm not going to make any promises, but, you know, your banner looks a little bit lonely up there, I think that would have probably eased a lot of people's minds at that instance. But the way he leads into it, you know, he, he says that it looks a little bit lonely up there. Then he just pauses for a good amount of time and lets the fan <laughs> just go nuts. And then, so, right. never, you know, no, I'm not making any promises, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I I understand, and I was one of the people. I didn't expect there to be a a pro, like a secret uh, banner raising, but I can understand why some people were mad, especially the people there. I mean. You know, he, he definitely alludes to it and, and leaves the pause there, which I think is, is what frustrated a lot of people. So, you know, he could have handled it a little bit better, but it, it definitely didn't spoil the night. I think I think most people, by the end of the night, especially with the Ducks win, uh, got over it. So, Yeah, and, and I guess the latest on that is basically Korea wants to see, uh, you know, people that won the Stanley Cup up there first, talking about like Scotty Niedermeyer, Shea Shiger, stuff like that. But from what it sounds like with the owners, I mean, I, I think it's going to go through. It's just a matter of when. Um, part of the reason why uh, Henry alluded to some of that stuff before the game, too, is that he, um, from what I heard, is that Korea still had certain doubts about how much the fans, you know, uh, cared about him or would react to him. And obviously, for those of you that were at the game or you watched uh, the stuff on TV, you could tell by all the cheering and everything that, you know, it, it pretty much everybody loves Korea still. And that, uh, you know, I don't know if he needed to do that, you know, saying that whole thing. But like you said, good night. The Ducks win uh, on Hockey Hall of Fame night. Uh, they pull out the two points. They edge Florida by one. They then go into the back-to-back situation. They had to play San Jose the next night. And we talked about the whole goalie situation, what was going to happen. Miller was not ready to go. So Barra ended up going in this game, and <laughs> this game ended up being a marathon game. Basically, the uh, the Sharks scored first, the Ducks scored a couple goals. It looked like the Ducks might pull out a two to one win. They end up giving up, uh, you know, a goal in the third, uh, which forced overtime, and then they go in a shootout, which they go nine rounds, and they end up pulling this one out with uh, Vermette getting the game winning goal in the shootout. Uh, pretty exciting night. I mean, the Ducks, again, they gave up 42 shots. Like we talked about, they give it up between 40 and 50 shots, it seems like, regularly. But, um, you know, pretty impressive. You know, the Ducks won both these games back-to-back, and they had Barra in net. And obviously, the, you know, the rest of the uh, the team has been depleted, as it has been, without Kessler, Eves, and... Um, uh, you know, that's just the way it's been lately, unfortunately. But they pulled it out, Eddie, and they got two more points and you know, four points and two nights. Yeah, it is. it's another one-goal game with the Sharks, which has been a trend for, for a couple seasons now, pretty much. Every game between the Ducks and the Sharks seems to be a one-goal game. And, and I think it was a strong effort on you know the second game of a back-to-back, which is always tough. Obviously, it wasn't. It didn't involve as much travel um, as you usually see. You know, They were coming from Anaheim, going to San Jose, so it wasn't as bad. But it still is tough playing two games back-to-back. And I think it was a, a solid effort, but you know, you, again, you touched on the fact that the Ducks allowed 42 shots in this one, uh, and they were able to scrape out with a 3-2 win. But 
know, as we see the trend continue on this week, you know, you can only get lucky and, and scrape by so many <laughs> times. And, and it, you know, it was a great to get the two points, especially against a Pacific Division rival, which is something we talked about before, on last podcast, referring to these games that the Ducks are playing a lot of Pacific Division teams this week and getting the extra point against them is important. But, you know, at least right now, uh, picking up those extra two points uh, against the Sharks team or close to the standings is pretty important. Yeah, and like you said, the, the trend continued, and and the luck ran out against Vegas. The Ducks gave up 49 shots to the Golden Knights in the next game. Uh, you know, Gibson was back in net. He did all that he could do in this game. Uh, the Ducks actually scored. Uh, you know, first Manson scored. He's been getting some crazy. Um, goals lately had you know this one you had one on Tamu night too and we're like what is going on with him he's he's <laughs> out there showing some moves and everything uh, we see Derek Grant gets a goal in the power play um, you know the Ducks weren't playing well but they were up to nothing it seemed like they were going to pull this game out then Vegas gets a late goal at the end of the second period on a power play and they carry that momentum into the third they score three goals in the third they end up winning this one uh, four to two Eddie out shooting the Ducks forty nine to nineteen. Yeah, and really, they just skated the Ducks into the ground. Uh, I mean, it took its toll, and and you know, Marshall gets the late goal in the second period, uh, and then from there on, it was just uh, it was all Vegas. Uh, I mean, they just dominated the third period, and the Ducks deserved to lose this game the way they played. I, I mean, forty nine to nineteen is ridiculous, but you know, when you look at the way the game was played, the Ducks had no chance. I mean, Vegas was. Unbelievable, and their first—I mean, these two players specifically, Car- William Carlson, who we're all familiar with, but and, and Jonathan Marshall have been unbelievable for the Knights as of late. I, I mean, it was all James Neal to start the season, and now it's been uh, these two guys as of as of lately. But you know, it, it's tough. It's tough because this is a game we believed earlier last week that the Ducks could win. Go- the the Vegas had trailed off a bit um, from their their early start, but you know, it, it's tough. You know, when you're up two nothing. You would hope that you can close it out. I think that late goal at the end of the second by Marsh show was really a catalyst for what came in the third period. But you know, it's it's tough to win games when you get outshot forty nine to nineteen. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're right. I think the turning point in this game was that goal by Marshall Show at the end of the second period. You know, the Ducks are trying to hang on. They they're shorthanded and they couldn't quite do it. And that gave Vegas life because Vegas had still played, you know, well the first two periods and they were down to nothing. Uh, you know, if there's a turning point in the game, you know, definitely that would have been it right there. And uh, the Ducks, unfortunately, dropped this one. Um, you know, we had talked about the games that they needed to win. We had hoped that they would win against San Jose, uh, Vegas, and L.A. They got it done against uh, the Sharks, but not against the Golden Knights. So they ended up dropping this one. And then they go into their Black Friday game, which it's not against Chicago, so you would think it would be a good thing. But the Ducks... I don't know if they're going to cancel these games or what, but they dropped this one four to one, Eddie. Um, and they and it was really the first five minutes, the the five minutes in the beginning of this game. The Ducks just I don't know if they had too much stuffing left in them or turkey or what, but they basically give up three goals in five minutes. Uh, one of them is taken away. Uh, it's challenge for offsides. So the Ducks get that one back, which was the first goal in the game, which was literally the first like 10, 15 seconds of the game, but. They give him another goal 40 seconds into the game, and they give him another one right before the five-minute mark. So next thing you know, the Ducks are down 2 nothing early in the first period. Uh, you know, they, they get a goal from Boschman in the second, but after that, you know, they added a couple more goals, and, and the Ducks ended up losing this one 4-1 uh, to one at a, just a bad start uh, against the Jets on Black Friday. 
Yeah, and this is a Jets team who are rolling. And, and again, referring to last week's podcast, we, we talked about how the, the fact that you know, this is one of the hottest teams in the NHL right now. And, and they took advantage of the Ducks in this one. I, I mean, it was a, a very solid effort by the Jets in this one. The Ducks didn't really have anything going all night. Even Bozeman's goal wasn't you know, wasn't the, the best chance. It was really just a shot from the blue line that found its way into the net. But, you know, it it's, it's tough to look at what you can really blame it on. Obviously, you look at the injuries up front uh, and guys who are filling in. You, know, you look at Derek Grant and, and how great he had been playing uh, early on in the season and everybody was raving about his play. And, and now lately, it seems like he's regressed and gone back to what we most likely would have expected from Derek Grant at the beginning of the season. You know, He's been a passenger uh, on a lot of his shifts and, and there's you know, a lot of times where he's just been watching the play and, and you know the other team ends up scoring and and it's disappointing I, I mean you know the injuries are finally starting to catch up guys aren't contributing as they were earlier on and you know it, it's tough and this is a, a very strong Jets team and, and they, they really took it to the Ducks in this one yeah like you said I mean it, it, you know just having the lack of the players up there up front it's hard I mean you look at the Ducks top six and I mean there's only a couple guys in there that are really top six I mean obviously Perry's been up there, but he's not been scoring as much. Uh, you have Silverberg in there, uh, who's you know scored a little bit here and there. Cogliano, I mean, he's kind of up there, but maybe not really. You know what I mean? I mean, he's more of a, a defensive player as of late. Um, you know, it's just rough. You look at the center position. I mean, you're going with Grant and Wagner as your as your top centers. I mean, come on, you know. And the, and then you got to have Raquel um, out there, which you know, we, we find out just before the Kings game that he, he's hurt and he's out the next couple games. So the Ducks are <laughs> minus him too. So all kinds of crazy stuff happens. Um, you know, Perry gets hit in this game. He has 20 stitches in the chin, um, you know, from the Chirot, uh, butt end of his stick that happened, you know, towards the end of the second period, all, all mayhem kind of went and happened in this game. Uh, I think that the, the thing that was unfortunate in there, Eddie, is that the Ducks did get a power play, and it was, you know, they called, you know, Shifley, but, uh, you know, Chirac got nothing. He should have got a five-minute major. Ducks were down 3-1 to one at that point. I'm not saying that they would have turned around and miraculously scored a couple goals and won, but, it, you know, could have at least helped the Ducks, and I just think it's unfortunate because a lot of people were pissed off, and, of course, all the Jets fans thought it was funny. Uh, as you know, a lot of a lot of almost every fan of every other team thinks it's funny when Perry gets hit. I don't know why, because we all know if he was on their team that it wouldn't be that way. But that was kind of the the big controversy. And then you know the league looked at it and they didn't do any suspension, which you know some people had said that that's that wasn't a big surprise. But they only fined him thirty seven hundred dollars. I mean, which is like nothing. So I don't know. What did you think as far as him not getting a penalty and not getting suspended for you know the whole incident? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there should have been a penalty on the play. Um, you know, it, it may have been that the ref missed it, and that's fair, but then usually you look for those things to be taken care of in, in a suspension, and in this case it was taken care of in, in a small fine. But, you know, I, don't, I definitely don't think it should have been a long suspension. It was a bad play. Um, I think, you know, a one-game suspension would have been fair. And, and, you know, again, the fact that they missed the penalty in the first place, you would look for something, at least some kind of retribution, some kind of suspension uh, to take its place. But, you know, it's disappointing. It's it's not like it's a, he's a superstar player. You know, uh, again, that shouldn't come into this the decision-making when, you know, doling out a suspension. But, unfortunately, you know, sometimes it does. So I think in this case... You know, it really wouldn't have hurt, but 
it, it's unfortunate. Again, like you said, I don't think it would have turned the tides. I don't think the Ducks would have came back and, and won this game. But, you know, you never know. You, anything can provide momentum in this game, and, and especially a five-minute power play would have done the Ducks some good. Yeah, I mean, maybe they would have gotten at least a goal and been within one. I mean, who, who knows? But, I mean, it's just unfortunate you see that stuff happen. You know, the Ducks are already down, all these injured players. We already know how it goes with a lot of the penalty calls, so that gets added to it. And then uh, the Jets fans, I don't know what's wrong with them because in the past it seemed like Jets fans weren't too bad. But now when the fine came out against Sherratt, they actually set up a GoFundMe page to raise money for him. I mean, we're talking $3,700, people. I'm pretty sure he could afford that. So I don't know what's going on, but, you know, the Jets fans aren't really, um, I don't know, they're just not, you know, uh, high on my list, I guess. You know, I used to think that they were okay, and and there's some that I actually do have friends with that are decent, but I don't know. It just kind of irritated me that that happened, and then you're going to do a GoFundMe page and think that it's funny. I I don't know. I, I just... I just thought it was uncalled for. You know, maybe that's just me taking a little bit too much of it, but it's thirty-seven hundred bucks. I mean, get over it. And and he didn't even get called for anything. You know, so and they won the game. So I don't know. That's just how I feel, Eddie. I just thought that that was a little bit much by uh, the Jets fans. Yeah, and and let's be honest. I, I think anybody who plays the Ducks, uh, most fans hate Corey Perry, and, and that's just <laughs> the way he he's played throughout his career and the way he continues to play the game and he plays it on the edge and. And I think, you know, like you said, most people would love to have him if they, he was on their team. The fact that he isn't and he plays on the edge and, and he does, you know, he on the, on, at times he can play a little bit dirty and, and he can do things that would <laughs> piss me off if he was playing on the other team. And, and we've seen other players um, do that. Well, you know, there's guys on the Kings, a lot of guys that we pretty much hate everybody on the Kings. So and, and <laughs> if they were on our team, most of the time we would love to have them on our team. So it, it kind of goes both ways. You know, in, in regards to the GoFundMe thing, um, I don't know if they were you know really serious behind it. I think it was more so just a, a joke more than anything because I think we all know, even Ben Chirot, he doesn't make a ton of money, but I'm sure he could have paid a $3,700 fine. It just comes out of his paycheck at the end of the day. So I think maybe it's more of a, a joke more than anything, but I, I get where you're coming from. It, it is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it probably was a joke. I just thought it was a little bit over. I mean, it's just like they hate him. I think it was more they just hate Perry so much, just yeah. like you said. You know, everybody hates Perry, so they put it out there and, you know, ha-ha, you know, we're going to pay this fine because we don't care and screw Perry, <laughs> basically, for lack of a better term. But uh, you mentioned the Kings, and that's who the Ducks then played after this, the second set of back-to-backs in this past week. And, God, this game unfolded almost similarly to the other game. They, the Ducks scored first. They had a lead. It looked like they were going to win this game. The Kings score late. You know, they go to overtime. Uh, the Ducks end up, you know, uh, losing this one in the shootout. Kind of unfortunate. Uh, a really wild first period. Uh, you saw Liambus, who, uh, you know, shouldn't be in the NHL, quote-unquote. We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit, too. Uh, courtesy of the hockey news, but um, you see him take on McDermott. You remember McDermott is the one that took out Casse the last time they played, so you kind of saw that coming. Um, uh, but the big fight, really, in the first period, that is we saw Bieksa, and he does the Superman punch again. Uh, <laughs> one punch, and the fight's over. You know, we saw him do it against uh, Gudis earlier in the season, too. So, you know, it looked like the Ducks were rolling. You see him knock, knock out in his fight. The Ducks get a goal. They're up one nothing. 
uh, and then the Ducks just can't hang on. Uh, you know, the Kings pull the goalie. Dustin Brown gets a goal very, very late in the game. Ducks end up going to the shootout, and then unfortunately they lose in the shootout. Eddie, they did get a point, which is big. You know, we were hoping the Ducks would get six points this week. They got five, um, but they just again they just couldn't quite pull it out against the Kings. Yeah, and for BX, I mean, he's gone away with it twice now. You think the next time he tries, somebody's <laughs> going to get wise to, to the fact of what he's doing. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's great to see that edge from him. I mean, that's what we saw in the BX of old when he was back in his days with Vancouver. Obviously, it's, it was a different type of hockey back then, and, and that was something we saw more often. But, you know, from him, that's what you kind of expect from him now. You don't expect him to get on the score sheet. If you can get a fight every now and then and, and actually win it and win it in a way that's going to pump up the boys, then then I'm I'm all for it. But, yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you look at – you talk about Mike Leambus, and, and obviously we're going to get we're gonna get into that a, a little bit later on. But, you know, Randy refused to pretty much play his fourth line in this game. I, I think Leambus played <laughs> 338 and Costa played 350. And Holzer, I think, was the – the last guy on that line, and he played 5.28. And, you know, it was really a three-line game for the Ducks throughout this one. And, you know, it, it was a it was a good effort. Um, you know, again, it's it's coming off the back-to-back. They they actually played solid in the second games of back-to-backs, which is surprising. Uh, you know, they had a tough game against San Jose that they ended up grinding out in a shootout and winning and, and almost getting the win in this one in the shootout. So, if anything, kudos to them for getting at least a point from from these uh, second games on back to backs this week. Yeah, because you know, going into this game, we found out that Barra was sent back down. Miller was finally deemed healthy. He, uh, you know, played in this game, and then we had the other bad news. We found out Raquel had an upper body injury. Still don't know what it is exactly. He didn't, you know, play in this game. He ended up not playing also in the uh, the Chicago game that you all witnessed the devastation <laughs> uh, earlier tonight, or if you're listening to this the day, you know, the night before. But um, the Ducks still pulled it out without, you know, uh, Raquel and, like we said, Miller and Nett. So that's what happened in this game, and they ended up getting a point, which was good at least. Um, but you just really wish they would have had those two points. They were so close. They're only, you know, a minute uh, and, and like 30 plus seconds away, Eddie, uh, to, you know, pulling it out. Um, I guess the good thing is the Ducks didn't give up 50 billion shots in this game. They gave up 34. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime you play the Kings, you want to get those two points and win, especially in regulation if you can or if it goes to overtime. And, uh, you know, again, though, the Anaheim goals, as I call them, you know, uh, at least pulling out a point, and they pulled out five out of ten in, in this past week, uh, you know, obviously excluding the Chicago game. Yeah, and, and really, you know, you talk about the forwards and the injuries, and, and I think, you know, it, it's it's easy to look at that and, and say this is the reason the Ducks are doing bad. But I, I think at some point as well, you know, the blue line has been healthy for the last few games, and at some point the blame has to come on these guys as well. Uh, I mean, this is arguably supposed to be one of the deepest and best young defense cores in the NHL, and and they haven't been that great uh, the last few games. Some of the blame for the Ducks allowing so many shots on goal has to fall on these guys, not just the forwards. And, and yes, it's obviously tough uh, to possess the puck often when you've, your top two centers are, are Derek Grant and Chris Wagner, but... Again, you know, it's not just the Fords. Uh, eventually, some of the blame is going to come on uh, this decoy that's supposed to be 100% healthy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The the defense, you would think with Fowler, Lindholm, and Vatnin back would be, you know, good to go. And, and they haven't been, you know, unfortunately. 
Um, obviously, more pressure has been put on them because the Ducks don't have a true top six forwards really playing night in and night out. But <clears throat> it is. It's a, it's a problem. That, you know, you've got these star players on defense, and nothing's getting done. I mean, they're not – they're not quite, you know, living up to it. I mean, you, you see the little things here and there. I mean, you know, Montour scoring goals and Manson scoring goals, things like that. They're helping to add on the offense here and there. But like you said, defensively, it's been a little bit lacking, uh, unfortunately. And uh, it really, it was just really evident in this last game. The Ducks played Chicago. Basically, just got blown out in the first period. Uh, if you didn't watch the rest of the game, you know, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> But uh, the, the Ducks got smoked. I mean, that's just the way to put it. Uh, you know, they, they gave up three goals in the first period. Uh, they eventually got down 4 nothing. Gibson got pulled. They brought in Miller, but then Miller gave up three goals. And the Ducks ended up dropping this one 7-3. You know, and again, Raquel didn't play in this game. He didn't travel with the team. And, uh, I mean, there's nothing I can say. The Ducks just did not look good in this game at all, Eddie. They just could not handle the forecheck and the speed of the Blackhawks. Yeah, and you know one thing that I, I brought up in the game against Vegas is that Vegas skated the Ducks into the ground uh, in the third period, and and Chicago did that all game against the Ducks here. Uh, I, they had no match for for Chicago speed in this one, and and it showed, and and you know the injuries showed, and and the inexperience at times showed by by the Ducks as well, and uh, it's a tough one to swallow. Um, you know, it wasn't a great week, but it it was. You know, two two and one isn't isn't awful, especially again with all the injuries. That, it's going to be a theme. You know, we mentioned every week the amount of injuries they have, but when you can come out of week two two and one and, and get some points, it's fine. But you know, this is a a real slap in the face for for the Ducks in this one. And you know, it wasn't Patrick Kane or, or Jonathan Taves who who took advantage of the Ducks tonight. It, it was a, a young rookie. Uh, and Alex DeBrinket, who really took it to the Ducks and, and had a, a hat trick and four points in this one. And, you know, it, it nothing really good came of this. Yeah, the Ducks scored three goals. Chris Wagner had two of them. But, you know, you know it was just a, a, a very poor effort. You know, goaltending wasn't great in this one. The forwards got outmatched. And, and the defense, again, that was is supposed to be 100% healthy, were, were completely outmatched and, and just looked lost in this one. Yeah, I, I, you really got to it. There's nothing you can't really sugarcoat this game. I mean, you look at everything. The Ducks did not look good, and offense, defense, or net all the way around. That's just the way it is. I'm not going to sit here and play the homer card because they they got beat. I mean, obviously the injuries and all that stuff we've talked about, but still, they didn't come out to play. And uh, and matters got worse too. Uh, you know, Brandon Montour uh, got hit in the boards. Looked like he hurt maybe his right hand or his wrist or both, something like that. He left the game. Um, they didn't give any update, uh, at least right after the game. Um, it sounded like they said he was feeling okay, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know, it brings up a question about the lineups. Who knows what the Ducks are going to do now? Uh, you have Boschman and BX, obviously. They've kind of gone back and forth. So they'll probably both play. That'll be, you know, your, your fill out your bottom six. And then... Uh, uh, Holzer probably plays forward until the Ducks can get something figured out with the rest of the players. But I just think it's just tough with this team trying to put together a lineup that can even compete. Because like you said, the Ducks are barely rolling the fourth line. And I, I don't know. that It's just nothing's just working really for this team uh, in these last couple games, unfortunately. I mean, they did okay against the Kings. But um, like we've seen in, in, in the game against Vegas and the Jets and now the Blackhawks, they, they're just getting dominated in. 
it's just frustrating at times. And I think everybody feels the same way. You're trying to compete with a depleted squad and then you're playing, you know, teams that, you know, those three teams are, are the best arguably in the Western conference. Um, you know, right now, Vegas, uh, and the Kings, of course, in the Pacific. Chicago's up there in the Central. There's a couple other teams, of course. But, you know, those are some top teams that are competing. And, uh, you know, they've talked about it. It's going to be a struggle for the Ducks on this road trip, Eddie. It doesn't get any easier. You know, they're going to face a St. Louis team. They're going to face a national team. Um, you know, I don't want to be gloom and doom. But uh, after what happened tonight, you hope that they rebound and get their act together on this road trip. But, um, like we said, without uh, – Getzloff, Eves, Kessler, and Raquel now on offense. It's going to be a you know tough uh, road trip for them to finish up here. Yeah, and and it can't really get more daunting than the next three games on the road here. I mean, the next game is against St. Louis, who are the the best team in the Western Conference right now, and and they they have arguably the best trio, the best line in the NHL right now, and in, in Braden Shen, Jaden Swartz, and Vladimir Tarasenko, and. You know, I, after this game, you know, going into to that game in, in, in a couple of days' time, you know, you're not looking too optimistic in, in having to face that line. And, you know, they have a lot of other scoring threats that can get you other than other than just those three. But um, they've been dominant this season. And, and I'm definitely not looking forward to, to that game coming up. But, you know, it doesn't get easier. You've got Columbus in the game after that. And, and again, they're one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference right now and, and arguably have the best goaltender in the NHL right now in Sergei Bobrovsky. And, and then you've got a back-to-back where you, you face Nashville the next day. And, and they're one of the best home teams in the NHL at 8-1-1. and So uh, it, it's tough to feel optimistic about the next few games. And, and, and really, it, it's like that until Christmas. You know, the Ducks play 10 of their next 13 games on the road. Pretty much all of them are against teams currently holding a playoff spot. And then their three home games are against Ottawa, Minnesota, and Carolina, which aren't really that much easier either. So, you know, if the guys aren't coming back to, you know, if, if Getzlaff isn't coming back, if Kessler's not going to be back, if, you know, we don't know about Raquel, but most likely Eves is gonna, isn't going to be back, you know, where, where are the Ducks going to pick up wins? Uh, this is the hardest point of their schedule so far, uh, and this is the weakest we've seen the team. Yeah, I think, you know, this week, uh, I mean, we can throw the Chicago game already out the boat. I didn't think they'd win tonight anyways, but not not like this. But looking at these games, I'm hoping, you know, the next three, they at least can pull out maybe two points. I mean, I just got to be honest, if they if they pull out three or four, I mean, I think we'd all do a happy dance. But they can at least get two. And I know it's not, you know, great, two out of six. But, I mean, that's just the reality of what we're looking at right now. These teams that they're, they're going to have to play, the players that are out, and, you know, as far as the updates go on the injuries, you touched on it a little bit. Um, Kessler, as far as you know, it's not still going to be until close to Christmas time. Getzloff is the same, you know, his prognosis was two months. It sounds like it's going to be the same as well. Uh, Raquel, we have no idea what's going on. They just said upper body injury, and they're keeping a tight lip on him. Um, we hope he'll be back soon. And then, of course, Eves, who knows? You know, we don't know if he'll even be back at all. I mean, it's just with that crazy disease nobody really knows it's going to happen so you know we don't mean to be gloom and doom but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on uh with this team and for them to try and make this push it's going to be tough until they get these players back which kind of leads to some of the some of the fan questions we had too eddie you know uh, people talked about this before but 
Um, you know, one of them is, uh, you know, what do you think about the Ducks' chances to make the playoffs as a wild card team? You know, Matt asked that, and I still think the Ducks have a chance to make it as a as a wild card team. I don't I don't think they're you know so out of it that they're going to get smoked. But you and I talked about this, you know, before the show, and and kind of it's kind of weird, but our expectations of the Ducks, or, or at least what we think they'll do depending upon where they're at at the end of December. If this team is playing very, very poorly and they're still, you know, a uh, sub 500 team, uh, you know, you, <laughs> it may sound weird to some of you and, and you want them to make the playoffs, you want them to do well, but if they're only going to get in there and squeeze in there, um, you know, you, you'd, you'd be happy and maybe they can make it and make a run. But if they're not a hundred percent healthy and they're having all these issues, I'm not saying that you want them to tank, but you might not want them to make the playoffs and try and get a higher pick or something. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Eddie? You know, with this team, do you think they uh, make the playoffs as a wild card, or do you even want them to make the playoffs as a wild card? You know, it it's tough to look at right now. I, I mean, unless front office steps in and makes some changes, you know, this this could get ugly uh, in in the next 13 games here, and and we could be looking at a record and, and a hole that the ducks the ducks have dug themselves that it's impossible to get out of and, and get back in the race. Um, you know, we just talked about how hard these this next upcoming schedule is going to be up until till Christmas, and you know where the wins going to come from, and and who's going to who in the lineup is going to get you those wins other than John Gibson, and and really it's tough for him to come in night in night out and, and play the way he's been playing. We saw that tonight. You know, this has been arguably his his first off game of the season, and you know the Ducks just got completely blown out, but. <sighs> you you don't really know where where things are going to come from. Um, you know, if you look at come Christmas, if they're still around five hundred and guys are starting to come back healthy, then maybe there's a chance to to squeeze in. And and you know, if they can get into the playoffs, then fine. You know, I want them to make the playoffs. I think any team who gets into the playoffs has a chance. And and especially if the Ducks are one hundred percent healthy, you know, they've got Getzlaff, they've got Kessler. You know, maybe not Eves because we we have no idea what his status is going to be. But at least if everybody but Eves is one hundred percent. And, and they can start getting on a roll and, and maybe add a piece or two at the deadline. And then if they can get in the playoffs, anything can happen. But, you know, I would rather the Ducks finish lower than to just miss out on the playoffs. And, and I think it's a question, again, we probably have to revisit after, a little bit maybe farther down this road trip or, or just after it, right before Christmas, and, and look at what the record is. But, you know, if they're still continuing to play poorly and they're sub-500, come that time i think it's gonna be very difficult for for them to fight for a playoff spot especially with some some of the way these teams are playing currently yeah i mean you said it too i mean if they're gonna miss you don't want them to just barely miss the playoffs like you said they're not gonna have a high pick not saying you want to tank but we're just saying if for some reason they get in that that situation where they're trying to scrap and you know they're in the bottom trying to get in you know into that top eight and they're not gonna make it you know, it's still early. We still got things to you know look at, and and we hope you know for Christmas Santa brings all the Ducks fans a healthy team. <laughs> that's what we're hoping for. I mean, you know, that's what we're looking at. We're looking to hopefully get Getzloff and Kessler back around Christmas time. Hopefully Raquel before then. And like I said, Eves is a big question mark. So that's what we're kind of looking at. You know, with the team right now. Uh, some people talked about trades and stuff like that. Um, some of the fan questions we had asked. The, the biggest thing I heard lately, and, and again, it's not official or anything, but if someone's going to get traded, 
Botnan's name has come up again, um, and that's come from some people that work for the Ducks. So not saying that that's official, but that's something that's out there. I think we've talked about it before. If the Ducks would trade him and go, you know, get some kind of forward. So, you know, it may not happen right now, maybe closer to the trade deadline, but, I mean, we're almost into December. The trade deadline's not really that far away. So um, I would keep an eye on Votnin and, and, and seeing if the Ducks do something, Eddie. Uh, we kind of talked about some of the players out there, too, that they might trade for, and maybe they will do something, you know, especially with the Getzloff now out for a little while, too. Yeah, I, I think the question comes down to really who's available. Um, and, you know, I haven't really heard anything. You know, Galchenyuk's name has kind of gone to the wayside. We really haven't heard anything about him lately. And, you know, it, it's it's almost about time for, for front office to step in and, and make something happen. I, I mean, the Ducks just can't sit by here and try and coast by with the team they have. It, it's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to continue to grind out wins with, with the lineup they currently have especially with, with Raquel going out. We don't know how long he's going to be out for now as well. Uh, I mean, you know, realistically, if, if they go into St. Louis, Columbus, and Nashville and lose all three games, how do you not try and make something happen? You know, it's tough because we don't really know who's available, and, and I don't know what kind of deals can be made at this point, especially any deals involving Sammy Vaughton. And, you know, you'd have to be looking at teams if they're going to move a top four that either have a spare top four to move or as a team that is pretty much resigned to missing the playoffs. And again, it's it's very early to start looking at that. You might look at teams like Arizona, but they don't really have any pieces they can move. They're, they're, a very, they're one of the youngest teams in the NHL, and their forward group is pretty much a bunch of those young forwards. Um, you look at Edmonton, and I think that organization still believes that they can make a push for the playoffs, especially when you've got Connor McDavid on your team. It's hard not to believe that. Um, and then you look at the Eastern Conference, you, you maybe see a team like Buffalo and, and them possibly moving Evander Kane, but I, I'm sure they would like to keep on holding on to him as long as they can and, and see his value rise come trade deadline day. But, you know, I I don't know. The trades are tough right now, and, and eventually the Ducks are on office has got to step in and make something happen. Yeah, and if they don't now, like we said, the trade deadline is coming up, so something's got to give. Especially with all the you know the forwards that they have, the top six type forwards that are gone, so the Ducks are going to have to keep piling through. And you know they've been relying on a lot of players from the Gulls, Eddie, uh, to come up. And uh, one of them that made the news this last week and kind of was uh, the center of controversy was Michael Leambus. Um, he was brought up. Uh, obviously, we've seen him get into a lot of fights in the in the one week. Basically, he's been with the Ducks. Hasn't skated a lot. Um, but he came up in the uh, Hockey News website, basically. Uh, Ken Campbell wrote an a article. Uh, if you know about Ken, he's, he's, a, he's really big on fighting. No, he's, he's really anti on fighting, and he's anti-goon and all that kind of stuff in hockey. And He decided to write an article about Liambus saying that he had no business being in the NHL, which sparked a few other people to do some comments on Twitter, and then it just went crazy um, out of there. And uh, it was a big thing. You know, we even had one of our uh, writers, Richard, it was, it was kind of funny. Um, he had written an article about Leambus when he had come up and only played in the you know, first couple of games. And uh, we kind of held that article for a little bit because, um, you know, we we're just going to publish it like later in the week. And then all the stuff unfolded. And then, of course, we, as you saw, we had that article uh, published. So I, I thought it was interesting. Um, 
the stuff that happened with Ken Campbell, but uh, he's he's not really a fan favorite amongst the Ducks fans, Eddie, because uh, uh, you know he, I, I don't know why he targeted only uh, Liambus in this. I mean, there are a few other guys, McDermott on the Kings, for example. There's there's some players out there that, that have similar roles. I don't know if he just hates the Ducks or what, but what did you think about his article? It's kind of interesting. It, it sparked a lot of uh, you know talking amongst the uh, hockey fans, especially Duck fans. Yeah, and you know I'm among one of the people that believes that that role as an enforcer really no longer has a place in the NHL. It and it's slowly, slowly making its way out. But there's a there's a time and a place, and and there's a right way to go about dealing with it and writing an article relating to it and you know one way is definitely not targeting a single player and saying that they have no business being in the national hockey league i i think that's you know it's a really bad way to go about it and and you know yes lambis is an enforcer yes he probably doesn't really have any other traits to, to to for any reason for the ducks to call him up but you don't have to go out and, and publicly hate on the guy for it. You know, he, he he's in the NHL, he's paid his dues, he he's gotten to where he is by, by hard work and effort and you know, to, to really target him for the way he plays, um, it, it's it's really disappointing and, and just in my opinion, poor journalism. And I, I don't really have any leg to stand on to, to really come in and, and, and hit on a guy like Ken Campbell, but it you know, when you're when you're kind of coming in, but from behind on a player like that, it's tough to support. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, he could have just talked about it in a general sense and talked about enforcers and and quote unquote goons and how the you know the league doesn't you know want to fight as much and have these injuries and all. I don't know. I just thought he could have written something similar taking a different angle and it seems like the other thing a lot of people were upset about was not only was it more aimed as like almost a personal attack towards Liambus, but when you read that article if you did read the article there wasn't a whole lot of substance to it i mean he talked about little small things here or there but he didn't really justify his point uh you know which a lot of people were saying it was clickbait and things like that but I, I guess this mission was accomplished, Eddie, if he did want people to click on it and go to the Hockey News website and spark this debate because it got a lot of attention. So I guess in that regard, he got what he wanted. But like you said, I just don't agree with the means of the way he did it. I just, I don't know. I just thought it was poor taste for, you know, just to keep it simple. That's that's the way I saw it. Yeah. And, and like I said, there, there's a right way and a wrong way about going to deal with it. And, and you know, if you publish an article... Uh, saying how you don't think enforcers have a role in the game anymore and you think the game's changing um, and it's time for that role to, to pretty much disappear from the NHL, then fine, that's fine. You know, It's an informative piece and you have an opinion, but when you're calling out a specific player and, and saying that they have no place in the NHL, I, I mean, it, like you said, it, it's distasteful and, and it's, it's really unprofessional to, to just target a guy like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Liambus dated his daughter or something. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if Ken has a daughter, but I'm just saying. I, I don't know. So, something. Maybe something happened. <laughs> something personal or something. I, I just don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Don't don't quote me on that. But I'm just it's just kind of really weird. So that that came out. You know, that was a big topic um, during this last week. Obviously, you know, we, we talked about a few other things that came out this uh, week. Another one couple related things that happened this week obviously the big stuff um there was the whole kings thing you know if you uh 
if you love Bailey or maybe you hate Bailey, uh, depends on where you feel. You know, you know he's edgy. You know, he posts all kinds of uh, humorous type tweets, uh, and and also some that m- maybe aren't so humorous to you as well. But the Kings got in trouble recently this week. Uh, the guy Tim Smith that dresses up as Bailey uh, allegedly pinched an, another employee's butt, and basically that employee complained, and that employee got fired. <laughs> Because um, Smith's uh, wife is the head of HR. And so this other employee complained to her. And it just ended up being a big mess. And it's this whole, of course, as you all know, the sexual harassment stuff that's going on. Uh, especially in Hollywood, unfortunately. All the, all the stories coming out and things like that. I mean, this happened way earlier in the year. But, you know, it's just kind of interesting. It, it came out. You know, and, and I know the Ducks are pretty sensitive about Wild Wing because they don't even have a Wild Wing Twitter account. There is one out there that, you know, we actually like, but it's not the official one. So it, I don't know. I just don't know if it's legit or not because the thing is, is the timing of it. It's coming out. Now, I'm not defending the Kings, don't get me wrong, but the timing of it's kind of weird, Eddie, because, you know, it, it's coming out now, but it was like 10, 11 months ago. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting, but it's it, it's something to keep your eye on because it's it's you know been a big thing in the news lately. Yeah, and and it's funny because we were talking about this before the show, and and I hadn't even heard about this before. Even I mean, the fact that it's eleven months old, I hadn't even heard about it, and and now it's just coming out now. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a serious situation, especially you know we'll, I we'll talk about the the Kessler video upcoming in a little bit in a little bit, but. It, it's a hot topic right now, and, and, and I think that's a reason why it's kind of coming out when it is rather than 11, you know, 10, 11 months ago when it happened. But, you know, it, it's something that they're, they're going to have to deal with, and, and really it's it's disappointing. It, it's kind of a weird story, like you said, with, with you know, the, the fact that his wife is the head of HR and, you know, she ends up firing the guy who he alleged, allegedly sexually assaulted. So... It, it's worth keeping an eye on and, and seeing how it all pans out. Yeah, I mean, we don't have anything further on it. Maybe it'll just <laughs> die down and go away. I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just, you know, because you see Bailey in there. You know he does a lot of crazy tweets and whatnot. So when I kind of heard it, I'm like, well, maybe it's legit. But then you see the timing <laughs> of it. It's kind of weird. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. Who knows? Maybe the, the guy was doing a bad job and got fired for something else, and that's why he's using that as an escape code. I mean, I don't know. I'm just making it up. Um, but that, that came out. So you, it, it kind of goes along the same story. We know how the Kings are very edgy in their social media in general. The team is, Bailey is, uh, we've seen the Vegas Knights now. They're doing all their stuff, and everybody loves their social media, and pretty much everybody thinks that they're the one of the best, if not the best, in the NHL doing that. So the NHL this past week, they had their 100th uh, birthday, basically, and the Ducks did a video, <laughs> and it created all kinds of controversy. Um, the Ducks did a short 30-second video. It's uh, Ryan Kessler. He's got his waist area blacked out. Uh, he was wearing, I don't know if it was black underwear, black shorts, or something like that. He actually was wearing something. He wasn't completely naked, but it was like a black rectangle or square around that area, and he walked through some of the offices at the Ducks. And it was you know, it was a pretty funny video uh, when it came out, and then... Uh, <laughs> It went south really quick, Eddie. A lot of people complained. Um, there's a couple of different angles we'll, we'll take on this uh, and we'll talk about. But just your initial thoughts, what did you think? I mean, a lot of people thought it was funny. 
Some people thought it was offensive. It ended up getting deleted. It just ended up being a crazy, uh, you know, I guess a kind of a PR nightmare. You know, a lot of people, you know, didn't think it was. We ran a poll question. About 90, 90% didn't think there was an issue or at least thought it was funny. Um, it, it's just weird because it seemed like the Ducks were trying to be a little bit more edgy like the Kings and some of these other teams, and it ended up kind of backfiring. Yeah, and... and- you know, I, I think to start, I, I would say the video probably had a lot of potential to be funny. And, and I'm not saying it wasn't funny, but it, it definitely wasn't hilarious. It, it was a good video. It had potential. Um, the timing, I think, is is the big thing. And then that's what a lot of people hit up. The timing of the release of the video. You know, the fact that he was walking through an office in front of him you know, in front of employees, seemingly naked, and in front of female employees is what the the real issue is with, with all the sexual harassment and sexual assault things coming out in Hollywood, like we mentioned. The timing is very poor. Um, you know, they didn't really pay any attention to, to when they were releasing the video. You know, in my opinion, and, and I saw a lot of people talk about this too, it, it, the video was probably filmed beforehand in, in preparation for um, for that date. Um, and then they didn't really look back and check into what was happening. Uh, and the video was just released. And, you know, there's a lot of conflicting views. A lot of people don't think it's an issue. And people are easily offended. Some people are obviously offended by the video. And, and they were for getting it taken down. Um, and there's a lot of ways to look at it. I, I think the Ducks did the right thing by taking the video down. You know, I understand where both sides are coming from. I understand why people could be offended by the video, and I understand why people are mad that others are offended by the video. But, you know, in the end, it all comes down to the fact that, yes, it was poor timing by the Ducks. Um, you know, it, yes, it, some people believe it was funny, but, you know, there's a time and a place for, for stuff like that, and, and you have to understand the situation that you're submitting a video like that to. Yeah, I, I think that's the big issue. I think nobody disagrees as far as whether it was, you know, funny or hilarious. Maybe maybe some thought it was more funny, you know, than others or, or whatever. Everybody, you know, got some kind of humor out of it no matter what level you got that humor out of. Maybe it was a little bit, maybe it was a lot. That didn't really seem to be the issue. I think the issue more so was the timing, and that's what the people in the poll question that, that were happy that it was deleted. There's about 10% of you out there that said, hey – it needs to be, you know, deleted. Glad that it was, and it comes down to the fact that you have all this stuff going on uh, in the Hollywood industry, and then you have Kessler walking around in the business environment where nothing. And I know some of you are out there going, "Well, that's not a big deal." I, I get it. I don't. I didn't think it was that big of a deal either, but you know, people are upset because of the other stuff going on. I, I don't think the video alludes to any kind of sexual harassment at all. Um, it's just like some of, some of you said, you know, hashtag too soon. Maybe it just was a little bit too soon. And, you know, they had the video probably planned in advance too. Like you talked about Eddie, it's not something they just did the night before, at least not, it's not what I heard. It's, it was at least done somewhat in advance, but I, I think that's the big issue. And the problem after that is the, is then what do you do? How do you, how do you handle that? Because we've seen ourselves in situations where we posted things, nothing, Nothing crazy like that. Like you know, we're not having a naked podcast or anything crazy. Uh, you know, we don't do anything that nuts. But I mean, well, there's been times that we post certain things, and and I've seen people get upset. And the way that we usually resolve it is we usually just delete whatever it is. It doesn't happen that often. It's not to the level of this, of course. But that's the way we resolved it, and that's what the ducks did. They deleted it, 
And I think that was the right course of action because so many people got all crazy about it. It's mainly on Twitter's where you saw a lot of people get upset. And you know how much we love Twitter because uh, people like to hide on there and then throw darts at everybody and, and you know, try to one-up people and, and, you know, grammar police people. You know, the people on Twitter, <laughs> the, the ones that want to do those kind of things, they just crack me up. And that's why we usually don't even respond anymore. Um, like we used to in the beginning. We even changed the way we do social media now because of things like that. And I think maybe if the Ducks would have chose a different forum or a different timing, like you talked about, it could have been a little bit better. Um, I know some people were upset that they deleted it, but you know what? A lot of people downloaded the video. There's there's apps for that now. There's websites for that now. It's posted all over the place. So it's still out there. It's not like it went away. And, and you know, we talked about this before the show. One of my buddies that helped me, with social media stuff, you know, back when we started this whole Ducks thing, is said that when you, you know, make a post, you still fire that missile, and the missile's still been fired because people screenshot stuff, um, which I I did something similar to that a little while ago and posted something, someone screenshot it and sent it to other people, and it wasn't supposed to be like that, and um, you know, unfortunately, you have to be careful with the way you post things. And realize that even though once you delete it, it's out there. Because the Ducks did leave it out there for several hours. And I know a lot of people downloaded it and then reposted it in other places. So it was already out there. I mean, it's probably good that they deleted it. But, I mean, they deleted it. But it's still flying out there anyways, Eddie. So, you know, I don't know. I honestly was surprised that they even posted something like this to begin with. When I first saw it, I thought it was very funny. And I was just shocked that they even did it because... Usually they don't do things like this, so I don't know if they're just trying to, you know, be a Vegas Knights social media or a Kings type media, and it kind of backfired. But um, it just goes all back to what you said. It's about the timing, and I think that's what ended up being the big issue for some people. Yeah, and, and I and I think you're right in the fact that I don't think there was any intention to portray the video in that in that kind of way from the Ducks. Um, you know, there, there definitely was an issue with timing and I think it would have been smarter for them to, to look at the situation and maybe table that video for down the road. I mean, yes, it was, it was made for the NHL's birthday, but that's something that if you believed that something like this could have happened, then maybe table that for later for, for a different event, for, for a birthday, for a player or whatever, or, or just don't even use it. And, and there are plenty of teams who put out simple things like pictures and stuff like that. And, and I get that they're trying to take a different angle on it, but you know, you gotta, you gotta understand the timing and, and the climate of the situation. And, and maybe if, if you think something like this could happen, uh, then avoid it. But you know, one one thing you have to look at too is is I think, you know, Twitter is is a place where, like you said, a lot of people can express their uh, opinions, and and sometimes it gets out of hand. and And I think what a lot of people have to remember too is, you know, people have the right to be offended if they want to, just like people have the right to say that it shouldn't offend people and get mad about it. I, I you know, a lot of comments I saw saying, you know, people are too soft and, oh, I hate how. You know, I hate how the the this country is today, and and, and you can't, uh, you, know, you can't. Everybody's easily offended by everything, and you know, I think you have to remember that the, the fact is, you know, people have the right to feel however they want about the video, and, and I don't think people should be belittled uh, about being offended by the video. You know, I I think if you like the video, fine. Uh, if you don't like the video, fine. But I I don't think 
you should belittle people who do like it or who don't like it. And, and unfortunately, I saw a lot of that on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people saying, you know, people are way too easily offended. A lot of people saying anybody who liked the video uh, was a bad person. And, and again, that, that comes with the territory in Twitter. But but it was very, you know, that was, uh, to me, that was one of the most unfortunate things to see is a, is a lot of people split. Yeah, and we've seen that too on other things, you know, the when you post certain things, there's... It's just weird. There's times that you post things. Um, I remember one, for example, we did where that that kind of happened. Eddie is we had a T-shirt idea, and it was uh, make America. No, I'm, I'm sorry, it was make Anaheim great again. And people got pissed off at me. They were like, "You're a Trump supporter, and screw you, and all stuff." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa!" I'm like, "Time out, people. I'm just taking a, a slogan and twisting it, you know, in another way." And people got all pissed off. And if you remember, people got pissed at Peros too, because Peros was like, oh, I like Trump and, you know, make hockey violent again. And I saw people on Twitter saying, well, I'm not going to buy your stuff anymore and, you know, screw you, Peros and all this kind of stuff. I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, it's just tough. I, I get it. Like, if that offended you, like this video offended you, or, or people taking a slogan, which happened to be a Trump slogan, and turning it into something for hockey, and that's what they were doing, well, they're doing it for hockey. I mean, it wasn't necessary to support Trump, you know, but, but of course that's a huge topic too. And people get upset over that and turn it into different things. And it's unfortunate because obviously we never made the t-shirt and why didn't we? Cause people got all upset and got all mad and all this stuff. And it just wasn't worth it at that point. It was like, well, who cares? I and mean, we do it for fun anyway. So we don't make a bunch of money off t-shirts. It's just for fun. And I think that was what was kind of unfortunate with this. Like you said, is they, they did a video that it was meant to be lighthearted. It was meant to be funny and then in, instead of um, people basically arguing, you know, that it was funny and appropriate and, and all these kind of things, is then you had people turning on each other saying that, hey, if you like the video, you know, then you support sexual harassment. Or if you're offended by the video, then, you know, you're a sensitive, you know what. You know what I mean? And, it, and I think that was a sad part of it. And we've seen that on other things on our end. I've seen it on other ends from other people getting uh, land blasted with things like that. And I think that's the part that's the unfortunate thing is that it spills over from now. We're not just arguing about the content of the video, but now we're arguing about other people's opinions and, and labeling them something just because they thought something was funny or something wasn't. I mean, like you said, if you have an opinion one way or another about it, I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, that is what it is. I, I just think the big issue um, is when it gets taken away from the main point and dragged into something else. It's just unfortunate because that was never what it was intended to do, and, and maybe that's why they deleted it because it turned into that, and you see people arguing back and forth and going at it. And I've, I've seen that before a lot too um, on other social medias, and I've had stuff where I've had to mediate comments from people, and I've had people come and complain to me because I'll post something that's completely neutral, but two people get in an argument about it, and it's all because they hate each other's opinion. And, it, and it's just tough. I, I think that's the part where it got blown out of proportion, Eddie, like you talked about. Yeah, and you know, I think in the end, um, it, you know, it was good on the Ducks for removing it. You know, ultimately they they issued an apology if it offended anybody. Um, so you know, I think they handle it pretty well in the end. 
Uh, you know, unfortunately, all of this most likely could have been avoided if the, if the video wasn't put out in the first place and if they had have understood the timing. But, you know, it comes with the territory when you're, when you're in social media. You never know how people are going to react to certain things. Um, even if you do all the research and, and you think the timing is fine, you don't think anything's going to happen, you know, there's, there's always things that can go wrong. And, and unfortunately, in this case, it went wrong. Um, you know, I think the Ducks handled it pretty well. Most of it seemed to blow over right now, but... You know, that's the nature of Twitter. You know, the moment something gets posted, everybody can see it and, and everybody's ready to comment on it. So, uh, unfortunately, that's that's ended up that's what ended up happening. Yeah, you're right. And I and I think the best thing to take away from this is not whether or not you thought the video was funny or not. I think the thing to take away is when you see something posted and someone has a different opinion than yours. It's fine to disagree, but but there's no need to go on there and trash other people's opinions. Not everybody's going to agree with each other. That's like part of the human race. Like we don't all agree. I mean, that's why some of the best ideas, you know, go forward because someone comes up with something new and we go. And then other times someone comes up with something and we shoot it down, but then it helps us, you know, build and go forward. So I think that's the part that we just got to all learn. Um, it's just respect other people's opinions. Maybe you don't agree. That's fine. You don't have to agree. But but when you see all this, you know, and that's what I saw in there on the Ducks feed is people just going back and forth. And that's why we didn't even comment. You notice we stayed out of it. We didn't post anything until it was all said and done. It was deleted. Then we put up the poll question just to kind of see. We were kind of curious to see what people thought. Obviously, a majority of you thought it wasn't a problem. But, you know, just be nice to each other on social media. Okay? Just get over it. You know, someone has a different opinion. It's not the end of the world. So, anyways, with that going on and on about all these these things that happened, you know, we had the, all these topics, Liambus and, and Bailey and, and the Kessler video and all this, the Ducks and their 500 billion injuries, they're going to keep on pushing. We'll see what happens. Obviously, it's going to be tough, like we talked about. Um, we did uh, have a watch party, you know, when they played the Kings. That was a lot of fun, pretty much a packed house. We're going to try and do another one of those. I'll let you guys know when that date comes up. We're also selling a lot of the T-shirts at discounted prices. Um, you know, there was uh, Black Friday, there's Cyber Monday, all that stuff. We're just kind of doing a big sale. Orange and Black Friday sale was part of what we called it. But if you go on tpnhockey.com, a lot of the shirts are five bucks. So check it out. Um, you know, we're trying to get those uh, sold on there and, and, and hopefully get some new designs going. So look for that. We appreciate all the fan questions. We appreciate you listening to the show. Um, we're going to be super cautiously optimistic with this team with all the injuries. And obviously, we'll post more news as it comes along. So with that, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, you know, look forward to the holidays coming up. And like I said, be, be good to each other. Be kind to each other. If you disagree, that's fine. But don't let it get to you, okay? Have a good week. We'll be back. We'll talk about the Ducks. Hopefully, they can survive all these injuries. And let's go Ducks. <laughs>